As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that would actually rather not build a snowman, thank you very much, it's Sif Pop. Very presumptuous. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and there was no one in the world like my co-host, and I like him just the way he is. It's Andrew Ormsby. Oh, thank you. And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Hi, buddy. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to be presumptuous. You don't want you want to build a snowman? I do not want to. Build okay, a snowman. I see. I thought it was fairly yeah. safe with that presumption. Yeah, I'm saying that the OGs are presumptuous. Hey, let's build a snowman. Yeah. Well, I guess they do ask, do you want to build a snowman? That is, it is a question. Yeah, it is a question. It is a question. (laughs) I don't want to build a snowman. Uh, Man, boy, am I loving the end of 2019. All the movies coming out and award season is here, my friend. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert that I love the fact that there are all these movies. I'm not saying I love the movies specifically. That's true. Yeah. But I was just thinking like this weekend. We're content heavy. Yes, exactly. Which, which. I've also got screeners coming in now. I know, yeah. And so those are coming fast and furious, and I'm just like, wow. I'm just like buried in movies. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, honestly, not a bad way to go. You know, <laughs> as far as like jobs to have. Right. We, we get, we were pretty good, yeah. 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 <laughs> Imagine if we had to work for a living. <laughs> yeah. That has to be horrible. Um, well, we appreciate you being here, hanging out with us. Uh, we hope you have a, uh, a fun Thanksgiving planned coming up in less than a week. Mm, I'm gonna eat so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's funny. I just got an alert that my tuxedo is being shipped. Oh, nice. And now I'm worried uh, after Thanksgiving I might not fit into it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Because, you This know. is a tuxedo for the awards, right? Yep. Yeah, Andrew and I are going to the Critics' Choice Awards together this year. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm going to look good. Yeah, I'm you are. I don't, I don't, I, I almost said I don't believe it. I don't doubt it. I got suede shoes. Ooh. Yeah. Are they blue? No, they're not no. blue. No, okay. My Fair. jacket's blue. My tuxedo jacket's blue. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna look good, man. Uh, I do not doubt it at all. You look good all the time. Well, You'll probably you, look even better all dappered up. It's gonna be amazing. That'll be a fun time. I'm gonna get my hair done, did. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna have somebody else cut my hair. Wow, isn't this crazy? Yeah, just the wild, sides. Man. Just the sides. What about the beard? You gonna trim the beard? You I'm gonna... gonna trim the beard the day of. Okay. That way I can hairspray it like after mm-hmm. I uh, 
trim it up. Nice. And that way I, I don't look like a, a rabid uh, hill person. Who knew you were such a fashionista? That's amazing. Oh, I, I you, before you knew me, dude, I used to wear like suits every day. I was a um, nice. Neil Patrick Harris from uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. That's who that's who I used to be. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah, I grew me. and then I grew the mustache. Yeah. And now you got this uh Viking dude. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Uh, hope your Thanksgiving is going to be amazing. Uh, we will have some content for your Thanksgiving weekend, but uh, I will be out of town. I'm doing uh, Michigan Thanksgiving uh, this this year, so that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, it's going to be cold, like it is there in Michigan, <laughs> yep. apparently. Um, and uh, but we're going to have a good time talking about all the movies today. Oh, We've yeah. got uh, Frozen Two and. A beautiful, beautiful day, day in, in the, the neighborhood. neighborhood uh, Not which, Won't You Be My which Neighbor. I always get messed up. Uh, we will uh, be talking about those movies. We'll be uh, answering one of your sift quests that you have sent us on, as well as our buried treasure. But let's kick it off with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scare with the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide Do We Care? Or not. Number one, Noah Hawley. Howley? I think it's Holly. Holly, okay. Creator of Fargo and Legion is going to be writing and directing Star Trek Four. Yeah. The cast, including Pine, Quinto, Peg, and Saldana, are once again, a go, once again going to go where no one has gone before. It's good. I'm glad this cast is coming back. It's such a perfect cast. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to see more Star Trek movies from these guys. I like Noah Hawley. Uh, I love uh, Fargo, especially. Yeah. Uh, the stuff he did with Fargo. Legion, I fell in love with as well, eventually, too. Yeah, um, it's a bit so, trippier than Fargo. Just uh, a bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. I know there was a backlash online. Did you see some of the backlash? For? For hiring him because, like, Lucy in the Sky or whatever was a complete dud or failure. Mm. It wasn't... You know what? Uh, to be fair... To be fair... I think I, the backlash wasn't specifically against him. It was kind of a backlash that wanted to draw attention to the fact that if this were a woman or a person of color and they had a big flop like that, they probably wouldn't get a second chance. But, you know, directors are often, you know, especially uh, white guys, given all these chances. I think that was kind of where the backlash was coming from. Mm. So, uh, but I did I did see quite a bit about People that. People getting mad on the internet. Can you imagine? It does happen. I, 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 for one, like what the stuff that the guy does. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see. Uh, also, just in case people are curious, Tarantino's R-rated Star Trek film is still getting made. Oh, it is. I thought I thought I saw that he had kind of backed away from that. But uh, the article I read on Rotten to Murders said that uh, yeah, that the Tarantino one was still going to get made. Nice. Yeah, well, that's good. Num- number two. Yep, number two. Dwayne Johnson stated during a press conference he was doing for. Jumanji, is it next chapter? Jumanji 2, anyway. That Black Adam is going to introduce the Justice Society of America. The just the Justice? Justice Society of America. Okay. What is that? I don't know. Am I supposed it, to know this? This is a comic thing, isn't it? Yeah, this is like Golden Age uh, before... Uh, the Justice League, there was the Justice Society of America in the okay. golden age of comics. Okay. You had like Power Girl, uh, Doctor Fate, Mysterious Stranger, the original Flash, uh, one of the original Green Lanterns like Hal Jordan. Uh, yeah, OG Justice League, I'll just say that. Okay. Hawkman. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting because here's where you got to be careful, right? Like... If if you try to introduce too much too quickly, you yeah. know, I, I just just it's OK. It's OK to wait in. If we like the material, we'll stick with you for years and years and years. And then you can introduce, you know, more periphery characters and more. So it's just like it's the thing I'm really I, I, I love all the announcements and I love Matt Reeves. But I'm really starting to get worried about the new Batman, too, because they just keep announcing like villain after villain. Yeah, after they villain, just announced just like, John Turturro yeah. as Carmine Falcone. Yeah. So there's part of me that's just. I don't know. Like I get leery. You can pull it off, but it does. It raises the level of difficulty, right? Yeah. It's like we were talking about Mandalorian, and by the way, I'm I'm falling more and more in love with Mandalorian. The third episode was great. It was super good. It was so good. It's the best but, episode so far. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Had a real like John Wick 
vibe to it. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was fascinating. I love that analogy. Um, but anyways, we were kind of talking about like the Mandalorian. Uh, I was saying, I think you're giving yourself a level of difficulty by not allowing uh, your actor to act with facial expressions, right? Yeah. But you can still do it. Right. And that's the point. Like, it, it, yeah, you you can limit yourself and still have a good movie. Like you could put all these characters in the Black Adam movie or the Batman movie or whatever and still manage to pull it off. I just think you should do the math. Right. Like you should be like, OK, do I need to make it more difficult on myself? In the case mm-hmm. of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I guess for the character's sake, you do kind of have to make that choice and make it hard on yourself for putting all these characters in one movie. Oh, man, I don't know. I, I be patient. Take your time. That's my thing. Yeah. Well, Matt Reeves is definitely ambitious. Yeah. If you say nothing else. I mean, look at the apes films. Yeah. I mean, to go from the joke, I think people have forgotten that the original, like Planet of the apes films were like laughable. Mm-hmm. Like they were groundbreaking at the time, but they're, they're laughable. And then he modernized it in a way for us to where like, they're actually like, Esteem now, mm-hmm. like yeah, great totally. films. Yeah, totally agree. Number three. <laughs> Number three. Uh, <laughs> the most tragic news of all time: the Victoria's Secret fashion show has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, to answer the question, no, yeah. no, I, I don't particularly care. Uh, did you ever watch Victoria's Secret Fashion Show? I'm not going to lie. I've never seen a single I second. I haven't either. But it's it's one of those things. It was a staple of America. We had cheeseburgers, <laughs> the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Um, uh, and look, I'm not I'm, I'm not casting. It's not a casting judgment thing. I just have never been interested. I mean, I mean, if I wanted to see women in their underwear, there are other ways to do that in the I internet age. Like, you was, know what I mean? It's... There was this thing online where I think they said that the ratings had just plummeted over the years and they attributed it to just the internet, you know, like, yeah, you don't have to limit yourself to lingerie or whatever it said. <laughs> right. Which, you know, I, obviously that's not what the show's about. It's about, you know, showing off their well, It's about line. underwear fashion. Fashion. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. about fashion as opposed to, you know more sexuality than anything sure. it's about confidence but and it, stuff it is like about that. fashion that is intended yeah to you know yeah. play into sexuality yeah. right like i mean that is part of it yeah but, um, but yeah but yeah mm. uh it's it's gone forever <laughs> never coming back so sorry uh, everybody i don't ever say never coming back not in 2019 that's just not a phrase you're allowed to say uh, that's true yeah we you know what i mean like <laughs> we could be looking at a victoria's secret expanded universe 20 years from now who knows whoa what would that look like <laughs> i don't know yeah the sky beam man that's gonna be the big one all right I was laughing at myself. I'm like, do I really put this into our sure, do why we not? care? Why but, not? Yeah. But you know what? That's going to wrap it up for do we care. That is going to wrap it up. All right. Let's talk some movies, shall we? Okay. Uh, let's kick it off with Frozen 2. The kingdom is not safe. Find who is calling to you. They may have answers. Go north across the enchanted lands and into the unknown. We do this together, okay? Be careful. The spirits will challenge you every step of the way. That's normal. Ah, Olaf. (laughs) Frozen 2, Elsa the Snow Queen and her sister Anna embark on an adventure far away from the kingdom of Arendelle. They are joined by friends, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven. Uh, This, of course, the follow-up to the mega smash hit musical from Disney Animation, Frozen. Uh, Such a smash hit that uh, parents all over the world were smashing uh, CDs and uh, digital devices. The, they, they the songs had, got played so much. They had to let it go. Uh, they didn't eventually have to let it go. Uh, what do you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I want you to go first. Do you? I really do. Um, I'm on the high side of liked it. Okay. Not not quite tiptoeing over into loved it, but yeah. uh, but I really did like it. I didn't hate it. 
Okay. I'm really close resounding, to hating it. Resounding. I'm really close to hating it, so really Ooh, didn't like it. Yeah. Like low side of liked yeah. it. I didn't like the first one. And just in case people don't know that, I yeah. really I hate the first one. And um Now did you hate it like the first time you saw it or did you I've only hate... seen it once. Well, no no no. What I mean is like did you did you hate it before the backlash or like, oh I'm, yeah, okay. I hated it from moment one. Okay, right. Yeah, I yeah. hated it while I That's was watching. That's what I was trying it. to make sure you were. Yeah, able to say. yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, no, maybe, I'm not. I'm not easily swayed by like you know. I've there's been plenty of times like what a couple weeks ago we did a Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's loving that movie, and I'm like it's just okay. So yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not easily swayed by sure. opinion, as as also shown by our Last Jedi. Uh, podcast whenever i well honestly awkward trip home there there are plenty of uh opinions to back both of us up on that one no but i mean like remember the drive home whenever i oh, was yeah, yeah, i yeah. thought i was the only yeah. one in the world who hated it yeah 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 turns out it was just the critics that loved it yeah exactly um and, and a, in somewhat you know part of the population yeah so but yeah definitely this one i hate as well or not hate i really really close like, i so, do like this one more that's what i was gonna say it sounds like one. you like it more i definitely like it less than the first one i love the first one i think the first one's amazing uh specifically i'm a musical person yeah and i'm not and so i think that probably has a lot to do with it uh on both of our sides now certainly there are more positives and negatives that we'll get into yeah but just on a on a baseline level you give me a musical if it's competent i'm gonna have a great time yeah Um, because especially if the music's good i'm gonna have fun uh which the music in the first one is so good and that's you know that's why it blew up the way it did see i hate let it go i hate that song it's a great song um i will say into the unknown which is the big one from this one yeah i like so much more than let it go yeah it's really it's super good compared to let it go um i will say way too many songs in this one like i mean it's the same as the first you know i mean it's a musical it's yeah but i mean just way too many songs like you had into the unknown (laughs) be fair one song would be way too many songs for you no two no no, where where do we how many songs do musicals get how many songs are musicals allowed to have five yeah this didn't have much more than five oh it has so many more songs than five do you think you could name yeah uh, i have a list here into the unknown all is found when i'm older farewell tomorrow the next right thing Uh uh-huh that's five one of those isn't in the movie but you didn't know that because there's so many songs <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't necessarily feel that way i did like into the unknown i think that's a good song i actually liked all the songs in this although i do feel like this more than the first one the songs did feel a little more forced yes um, that's and, it and in the songs in this one this is a sequel thing and i think this movie suffers from a lot of sequel things but w- one of them with the music is it had to have its fun olaf song everybody loved summer you know in the summer so yeah. we got to give olaf his fun song which really didn't have a lot to do with much of anything yeah um but we got to get it in there gotta have the the you know Kristoff and in uh sven sven song you know and, oh i hated that so much okay i gotta say i really dug that it was so out of place and agreed, hundred percent agreed. In, in the style, like that eighties, yes. you know, power ballad. Yes, Journey, Chicago, yeah. like yes, hundred percent agree. In this, in the, that goes to the forced element, right? Yeah, like I, I totally agree. It was out of place. I thought it was hilarious. Like it was like it was one of those things where I was like, okay, fine, I, you're going there. I'll go along for the ride with you, even though I have qualms about you going there. Yeah. And then once I was able to go, you know, once I said, okay, I'll go along for the ride, I had a good time with it. I should probably preface this, and I shouldn't do this. I really shouldn't do this, but it happened, so I have to be honest about it. I went into this wanting to hate this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Just because of my experience with the first sure, one. Sure. So I guess you could say I was looking for validations everywhere to why this movie is That's bad. That's normal, though. We talk about this all the time. Biases are normal. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I feel like I should give every single movie its well, chance. We try. We like, try. It's and sometimes they can be surprised. Like I wanted to go into Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, wanting to hate that movie. I love that movie. Yeah. That movie is so much fun, and I am so stoked for the sequel coming right, out. Right. But this one, it was just like I hated the first one, so 
I wasn't expecting to get my mind blown. So I'm like, okay, yep. So, yep, there's another reason why I hate it. Yep, that's why mm-hmm. I hate the first one. That's why sure. I hate the first one. Yeah. This one. Um, we, call, we call that confirmation bias. It's right? exactly what it is. It's yeah. confirmation bias. It is a normal thing. We all should be aware of it. We all should try to temper it. Yeah. But it, it is normal. I don't, I don't fault you for that at all. In fact, I respect you for being willing to wrestle with it because a lot of people have confirmation bias about all sorts of things that they don't wrestle with. It's just, Hey, somebody else is saying the, you know, the thing that I agree with. And so it must be true. Or, Hey, this thing that I previous previously disliked has changed, but I must still dislike, you know, like it's so no, I wrestling with it's good. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to let you start off with some pros. Because I uh, don't have that many. Okay, sure. It's gorgeous. I think this movie, the animation in this movie is absolutely, absolutely stunning. Which, again, it's kind of par for the course now. That's what I was going to say. But, That's not to take away that it does look good. But, man, some of the, some of the particle effects on certain water elements that I won't spoil, um, certain fire elements that I won't spoil... Um, some of the particle effects on that stuff was just kind of mind blowing to me. So there's specific reasons I bring out the visuals is that I do think there's some advancements, uh, in how they're doing it. And to make that kind of photorealistic, uh, environmental stuff mesh with a caricaturized, you know, uh, humanoid stuff, that's not easy, but I think the yeah. movie, for the most part, pulls that off. I mentioned I love the music. Um, I don't love it quite as much as I love the soundtrack from the first one, but it might grow on me. The first one, you know, grew on me. We we listened, like a lot of families, uh, to the first Frozen a lot. And so I imagine this one will find its way into our rotation as well. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see how it continues to grow on me. But I loved that. Yeah. Uh, have, you did- heard, have you heard the Panic of the Disco or at the Disco? <laughs> yeah. His version of it? Yeah. It's super good. He's really good. He, that guy can sing. Yeah. It's weird, though. In what it's, way? And it's so tonally different than the movie that it's hard for me to handle. I think it's actually better than the movie's version. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I disagree. Just because I'm impressed but, that he can reach those notes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like, man, that guy's got some vocal cords um, on him. They play it over the credits, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's playing over the credits. And when it came on, I was like, what is this? Stop it now. Like, really? It, because it was just so jarring. Um, I've since heard it again. And like, if I just took it on its own merits, maybe I'd give it more of a chance. But um, yeah, in the moment, I was like, this is trash. Yeah. Please turn this off. What happened to the beautiful music? <laughs> uh, normally, just so everybody knows, whenever the credits start for a movie, I'll go online on my phone. I'll turn my phone back on and start looking up, like, will there be a post credit scene and stuff right. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, spoilers, there is a post credit scene. Uh, yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I agree so those with were you. Some visually, of- visually, it's very beautiful those were some of the good things yeah yeah um but uh the negatives are enough for me that i can't even put it in the even though i like i thought it was beautiful the visual experience and the you know the music experience was great for me um story-wise it's just it suffers suffers from a lot of sequel stuff this entire movie is exposition yeah the entire from beginning to end it is exposition 100 percent agree with you yeah it is an expositional film it is telling you so much story and backstory yeah. and and granted maybe in some fun ways but it it just it like many things it just has this tinge of we're doing it because we have to we're doing it because we for you know yeah we made so much money we gotta right. do it again yeah it's yeah. it's under there you can yeah. really feel it in some of the decisions um mm-hmm. story wise uh, again i mentioned the song wise um i it almost is anticlimactic climactic because of that it like it, it just kind of abruptly there's no stakes in this one yeah yeah i mean, I mean there, they're kind, there are kinda... but, but you don't ever really get a chance to feel them you don't yeah. get to live in them you know in the same way yeah it, and again it's because you have all these characters that you're forced to bring along and it, it doesn't feel that's actually a really good way of putting it they're, you're forced to bring them along because they were to. the first one you have to have Olaf along with you right like yeah. in in so now you no, have I was to thinking just, more Kristoff and Sven all of them as a team right everybody's yeah. got to be there and so now you have to figure out reasons why they're there even if it doesn't really make all that much sense and this movie yeah. just 
for me, it didn't get to a point where I was rolling my eyes or I was, you know, um, really distracted by it. I still was able to enjoy what I was, you know, partaking in. Yeah. Um, but I was very aware that it just it wasn't as it didn't feel as authentic as a as a movie. And it's not. It's just not. It's 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 a sequel. And it just, you know, if you if you're looking at the needle as it goes from, you know, story reason to cash grab, you could feel the needle, you know, oh, bearing yeah. into cash grab a little more. And that's that's annoying. There, there's a uh, an element, I'll say, that's characterized mm-hmm. that I, I'll, as, I, as I was looking at it on the screen, I'm like, that's just to sell toys. Yeah. <laughs> that's just to sell toys. There, it's served, and then as the movie progressed, I'm like, okay, so it's literally serving no purpose other than to sell toys. Now, I don't know if it's my love for the first one, um, but I did get emotional a couple times in this movie. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with... Uh, this movie has an underlying theme of um, unity, togetherness, uh, putting aside differences. It's a, you know very meaningful to me. And there's this moment where uh, a group of people actually uh, har- uh, sing a song that's from the first movie, but doesn't have that context necessarily in the first movie. And the way it recontextualized that music for me mm-hmm. is kind of moving. You know, I kind of, I kind of felt some stuff there. So, um, so I thought I'd mention that as well. Yeah. Um, and also because I don't think we're going to do like a spoiler episode on this because there's not really a lot to necessarily go into. Oh man, I had um, so much for the spoiler episode. Oh, do you? Well, then that we'll do I was one. just going to rag on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it was stuff that I actually genuinely had issues with. Right. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. don't need to. That's fine. There, we can play it by ear. I just wasn't yeah. thinking there was anything necessarily. Yeah. You know, to talk about that I needed to. But yeah, um, if you want to. I'll say this. They need to rein in Elsa's powers for the simple fact that she can get out of every single situation. I never felt like she was ever once in danger. You know, she's pretty much God, you know, with her mm. abilities. Yeah. And uh, I think the movie should have, and this is going to be kind of leading into what I was going to go into with spoilers. Um, the first movie was definitely about Elsa. Mm-hmm. This movie should have been about Anna. Yeah. And this is like, if I was making the movie, like, make this movie about Anna, and since she's powerless, make it, you know, a more human story and, like, relatable to, like, what she's trying to, you know, right. live up to what her sister can do, you know? Yeah. As opposed to everybody's there to help Elsa. It, yeah, you know, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, this it's 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 really interesting to me too because uh, there's a real well. How do I how do I I don't think I can say this without spoiling it, but um, but it, I wouldn't have been surprised if I saw uh, Bruce Willis and Mila Jovovich in the cast. Uh, is is maybe the, the roundabout way of, of saying is. saying what I was thinking? But yeah. it's just, it's like really haven't, haven't we done this I, before? I know like, exactly what you're saying, and I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, I guarantee you, I was thinking the exact so, same thing. Anyhow, um, anything else you wanted to mention about this before we move on? There is a post credit scene. <laughs> there is a post credit scene. Not worth staying for. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I would recommend it, uh, especially for families. I think it's a lot of fun to yeah. take kiddos out. Good music. I will be listening to the music some more. Um, I'm assuming you would not recommend it. If you don't like the first one, you won't like this one. That's a good I'll say point. that. Yep. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Uh, ready to move on? Yep. All right. Let's talk about a beautiful day in the neighborhood. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Mr. Rogers, I'm here to interview you. 
It is so nice to meet you. You okay? Profiling Mr. Rogers. Boyd, please don't ruin my childhood. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to give the world positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Yeah? Like what? There are many things you can do. You can play all the lowest keys on a piano at the same time. A journalist's life is enriched by friendship when he takes on an assignment profiling Fred Rogers based on the real-life friendship between journalist Tom Junod and television star Fred Rogers, or as we all know him, Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. Uh, did you watch Mr. Rogers? Oh, yeah. Growing up, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? PBS, it was on as soon as I got home. I, I, w- yeah. I would watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, then I would watch uh, Rugrats, and then The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. It's like a nice little progression through like growing up. Exactly, yeah. It's like childhood, early adolescence, yep. adolescence. <laughs> uh, well, this is uh, after the documentary last year. Won't uh, You Be My Neighbor. Won't You Be My Neighbor. And now we get another kind of look into uh, Fred Rogers' life. Tom Hanks, of course, playing Mr. Rogers. A very specific moment in time. Yeah, and that's I think that's worth saying. This is different than the documentary. The documentary yeah. is very much about Mr. Rogers and kind of where he came from and who he was. This Mr. Rogers is almost the the setting of the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Because the main character is Matthew Reese, right? Lo- oh, yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd Vogel uh, in the movie. Yeah. It's all about the effect that Mr. Rogers has on him as yeah. opposed to, you yeah. know, being about Mr. Rogers. Uh, Susan Kalichi uh, Watson, who you know from, um, uh, what's the, This Is Us, uh, is in, yeah. stars in this as well. Chris Cooper, uh, Enrico Calantoni. Uh, in it as well. Uh, what did you think? Did you like it? Love it? Dislike it? Hate it? Or was it just okay? I absolutely loved this movie. Absolutely loved. Yes. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> th- this will be in my top ten, maybe top five of the year. Um, oh, it is for me. It's number four right now. It's it's really incredible film. So yeah. you know, you had a movie that you didn't much enjoy to start off with. So yes. why don't you run with some of the things that you love about uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? You know what? I was I was going into this award season thinking there's no way anybody is going to beat Joaquin Phoenix. Uh huh. And then I saw Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, <laughs> and he was Mr. Rogers. I'm laughing because what a dichotomy! What I mean, the like, most dark and the cynical, evil character in, in, the, in comic book history right, versus literally the, the most nicest honored, person, yeah. person of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah what a dichotomy! Um, but he became Fred Rogers. It's n- but it's not an impression, right? No, like he's not doing some sort of impression. He's just he just is embodying. The genuine kindness that mm-hmm. that guy just exudes. And the patience of the way he talks and the space that he gives. The feeling that he is always talking directly to you. Mr. He, Rogers was so good at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. You, you you hit the nail on the head when you said the patience. Because mm-hmm. if you go back and you watch old Mr. Rogers, he is so slow and methodical. He never, like said an entire sentence just like just from mm-hmm. from beginning to end he always yeah. broke it up so you could digest it slowly and that's exactly what tom hanks is doing here oh yeah it's a beautiful it performance so it really is a beautiful performance calming this movie is beyond emotional for me yeah not a, not on a nostalgic level but you know you kind of you can find little bits and pieces to relate to Matt Reese's character here. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on a, a what the main, you know, struggle for him is, but you can definitely, you know, we've all have issues. And just like the real Fred Rogers, Tom Hanks just is able to transition to where yes, he's talking to Matt Reese's character, but you know he's talking to you too. Yeah. Just like he did in the show. Right? Yeah. There I will I'll say this. There's a moment in the movie where for an entire minute nobody says a word, I was crying yeah. my eyes out. Oh 
it's just so powerful. I've, I cried several times in this. Well, movie. there's a subway scene that I cried at. I uh, cried in the subway scene too, as yeah. as well. And what's interesting about that subway scene, without spoiling anything, is in different hands, it could have been very uh, cheesy, very treacly. You but know, genuine. It seems so genuine. It does. It feels genuine. And I do think a lot of that has to do with. With uh, the skill of putting this movie together, uh, Mariel Heller. I was about to say Mariel Heller. I was, I was, I forgot what her last name was, but yeah, she does an amazing job directing this. Um, yeah. Did you see Can You Ever Forgive Me last year? No, that's the uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy me? movie, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. it, I have it. I just haven't seen it yet. I, I thought it was great. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, and I, I really think she's one to watch. Um, Diary of a Teenage Girl, I think, was the yeah, other the, one she's directed. Yeah, that's the Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Kristen Wiig movie. Um, and yeah. it also had, what's her name from uh, The Young Actress Girl? I forget her name. Young Actress Girl. I'm yeah. sure that's what she has on her oh, business man, cards. She, <laughs> <laughs> and the Academy Award goes to Young Ash- Actress Girl. Um, yeah, I, I think she's really talented and I'm excited to see, you know, what else she does. But the this... way she shoots, um, uh, landscapes in this movie, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a spoiler to talk about, but, uh, um, all like the, uh, you know, landmark shots and stuff like for cities and stuff, they're all the miniaturized versions. Like they used to be in Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Yeah. And for me, I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for, um, I wasn't prepared for how clever they were going to be with the structure of this movie. I thought it was going to be pretty straightforward. And again, I I tap Heller for a lot of this. Um, It's perfect. It's so perfect because it it allows you to experience what's going on in a contextualized way, you know? And so it just, you're invested in it. I took it as a, uh, as a, uh, a metaphor for how Mr. Rogers, you know, just the being uh, was his uh, fingerprints could be felt everywhere, right, in the real world and as well as on his show, right. I think you were. I think you were talking about Bell Powley, um, in the Diary of a Teenage yeah. uh, Girl. So I wanted to get that out there. Yep, um, yeah. young actress girl. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yag, Yag. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Yag. <laughs> uh, what else? Anything else you wanted to? What did you think of uh, Matt Reese? He was, was very great. subtle, but really good. I think what's fascinating about this story, and again, it's based on a true story. Yeah. And if you've heard the journalist talk about this experience, it's really fascinating. Because he did kind of go in wanting to find the cracks. The gotcha. You know, the, the, maybe even not the extreme gotcha, but just the, okay, you know, l- let me tell you what's really going on here. Yeah. You know, this is what you see on the screen isn't what happens when, you know, and instead he found out, oh, this guy is just <laughs> like that. Yeah. Not only is he like that, he's having an impact on my life because he's like that. Yeah, because uh, it affects Matt Reese that somebody who... Is he's upset that people, especially Mr. Fred Rogers, aren't bothered by the world the right. same way he is. Right. And uh, he kind of takes it out initially on Fred, like, you need to be upset about what's going on. And Fred's just like, no, I, I don't have to. And he, you don't have to either. Yeah. And <laughs> there are just so many moments in this movie where Fred just is showing, like, genuine care. Like he he remembers people's names. He remembers you know mm-hmm. what's going on in their life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, he, it, Tom Hanks is so good. He just makes me smile thinking about his performance. Yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, so I, I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, you know, this guy is going into this situation looking for you know confirmation bias, yeah. like we talked about earlier, exactly. and he's not finding it. And for Matthew Reese to be able to play the transition of going from hardened, cynical, you know, this just isn't how the world is, to actually, there are moments where you're watching him try, he, he almost has to try to get that cynicism back up and throw it at Mr. Lake. It's oh, just, yeah. Like, he's feeling it being diffused, and he's like, no! Yeah. Like, I have to... It's so... It's a great One performance. One particular scene and with it's fascinating. Puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's this fascinating thing, and I think he portrays it very well, of just like, I don't want you to be right. Like, I yeah. like my cynicism. I like my, my it's stuff. It's who I am. It's who I am. And if you ch- 
change me? How will I know who I am? And and I have to admit I was wrong. Like there's just, it's a very human thing, and you could just feel it in his performance and just the patience of Fred Rogers or Tom Hanks in the in the performance yeah. to just allow that to happen and to sit in it and to have that space and um you know it's just there's a beautiful thing that that he is able to do that I I just want in my you know, my toolkit, which is to be able to say the cheesiest things and just, and mean them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's who I want to be. Like, you know, to be able, it just, I think we have this, this surface level thing where, you know, authenticity and reality is when you make fun of someone or you jab, even friends, like, you know, that's the reality, you know, yeah. you jab our friends or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be judgmental about that at all, but there is, uh, there is another side to that, right? Like, that's okay. I think that's okay. But if you're also not having the moments where it's like, you know, hey, I really like you just the way you are, you know, just as Mr. Rogers would say, yeah. you know, like, I think we all need to be able to say those things and mean them. And I just, that's, uh, this movie yeah. just kind of brings it out. So Unless it's kind of like our intros. Like when I say all the, the great stuff about you in our intros, you can yeah. take that as a, as a joke, but I mean it. It's really coming from my heart. And that that's the skill set I want is to be able to say things that may feel cheesy, yeah. but that come across as authentic. So anyways. You are the reincarnation of Fred Rogers. I'm Mr. Rogers if he liked the occasional dirty pun. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's probably more of... Uh, yeah. That's that's who I want to be. That's who I aspire to be. Yeah, that's If you had to pick somebody to aspire to be, I think Fred Rogers yeah. is a yeah. uh, really good choice. What about negatives? Do we have any? There is a sequence in this movie, and it all just boils down to this one sequence of lucidness, where um, Mm -hmm. it was a little too confusing to know when that sequence ended and then when, like quote-unquote reality started back up yes. again yeah the the structure the beautiful structure that we talked about yeah has a few moments in the movie where it kind of gets a little full of itself the structure becomes king yeah. instead of the story there i think there are two i can remember two specific moments thinking okay i get what you're doing here but i don't know that this serves the story in the way yeah. that i'm feeling it yeah um so Neither of those cases were bad. It was just, but I feel what you're saying. There were moments where I was like, okay, this is maybe a little too clever for its own good. Yeah. Um, we, We haven't talked about Chris Cooper, how good he is. He's really good in this. He's really good in this, and he's good because he's having to portray a father who... Is you know grew up to become a a man that is not very good with relationships is not you know has the uh, antithesis of Fred. Well, it has you know um, ab- abuse issues, abusive issues, those kind of things. Yeah, but also portray something changing in him too because yeah. what makes this the story again beautiful and you see this in relationships, especially parent child relationships when somebody has been uh, horrible to you for so long. You don't. You almost don't want them to change. You don't want yeah. them to, because then you have to forgive them, and you don't want to forgive them. You know. What yeah. I mean? And what's beautiful about this is, I think it says forgiveness is powerful, whether you want it or they want it, or you don't want it, or they don't want it. it doesn't matter. Forgiveness is always powerful. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I thought that was a great performance. And watching that relationship between Chris Cooper and Matt Reese spill over into his home life with his own, you know, newborn kid and his mm-hmm. wife and everything. Yeah. All of this compiled on a story about Fred Rogers. <laughs> you know, I, I shouldn't say that because it's not about Fred. It really it, isn't. Yeah. It's fascinating. And, and it is one of those moments where I'm like, sometimes they, they, you know, the category fraud in the award season where it's like, well, let's put them in supporting, even though they, you know, are in most of this movie. Uh, this yeah. is a supporting performance, you know? Like, yeah. it is there to support Matthew Matt Reese's Reese. performance yeah. and the story of him. Um, so I think I think Tom will uh, will compete uh, so in sorry, supporting. Sorry, Brad Pitt, another year where you're not going to win. Well, I, that's, it, I, think those, I think those two will be, will be, like you said, Joaquin. I don't think Joaquin and and they'll be in different categories. Joaquin will be in Best Actor, but yeah. uh, I think I think Hanks and uh, Pitt will be battling for Best Supporting. Maybe it was just in my head. I just subconsciously like 
Tom Hanks was the standout for well, me. So when he's we do now our main, awards, when we yeah. do our awards, we don't differentiate between supporting and lead. Yeah. So you know, Tom will be battling Joaquin in our awards because yep. uh, that's the way uh, the way we do it. Yep. Um, anything else? Uh, no post credit scene. No post credit scene. Uh, I don't think I have really anything else to say either, uh, other than boy. You know, I, I I know he was human, and it's always dangerous to put people too high on a pedestal. Um, but man, what a life Fred Rogers lived! You know, there's a great mo- there's a great moment where his wife <clears throat> is talking to Matt Reese, and she says, uh, "I don't like when people call him a saint mm-hmm. because then it m- makes it seem like what he does is unobtainable." Isn't that great? It's a great line. Isn't that great? It's a great line, man. And we do that when we see somebody and we think we could never be like them. Yeah, we put them on this thing. Well, it just they must just be different than than me, and we we eliminate our own responsibility in our actions. Yeah. And in some ways uh so yeah no i thought that was beautiful as well but um yeah what an amazing dude and uh and i'm glad this movie exists so he needs a posthumous nobel peace prize huge 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 recommend i think from both oh, yeah. of us yeah um, like this, i said it's my number four movie of the year so it will definitely be up there uh for me as well um all right before we move on to our sift quest for the day i want to give a huge shout out and thank you to the sift pop members uh, you are the reason we can do this podcast, the yeah. reason we can do it live on YouTube. Um, you know, recently purchased some new equipment, some you know, lights and cameras and different things to be able to do this. Uh, and that was uh, straight from the money that you give to Sif Pop to do this, uh, allowing us to go see these movies. Uh, yeah. You know, producer Phil and Andrew both have the opportunity to go see movies because of your support. Um, so thank you for doing that. We appreciate that um, myself as well I should say I didn't mean to leave myself out of there uh, so yeah we do really appreciate the support again if you want to go to patreon.com slash pop it starts at three bucks a month there's some other fun perks there as well uh, we try to treat our members well um, but thank you for being a Sif pop member you make this happen uh, all right let's do the Sift quest yeah um, pretty simple one it was originally slated for a couple weeks ago uh, when Disney plus launched or I guess just a week no, it was two weeks ago that Disney Plus launched, right? Which, now that I think about it, I'm glad that we waited to talk about this. Yeah, it's kind of given us a little time to live in it. But the question yeah. is, hey, guys, we ha- uh, have to get your initial thoughts on the Disney Plus slash Apple Plus streaming launches. What do you think? What's your favorite thing on the services? Thank you. Um, what do you think, Andrew? I'll let you start. Um, initially? I'm, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm surprised by how much I'm liking Apple Plus. Yeah. Or... or uh, is it Apple Plus? Apple TV Apple Plus, TV, maybe? Yeah. Um, There's I, definitely a plus in there somewhere. Yeah. Because I know Disney Plus, and I don't know if Apple Plus. I think it's Apple TV Plus, technically. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised by how much I'm liking the content on there. I recently did start the morning show, which is great. I've I've been a big... And it gets better and better. Yeah. I've seen every episode. It's it's great. Yeah. Uh, I really do like C. I think C is very good yeah it's just different from every other show out there right now um so i'm surprised by that and then you have disney which is honestly um when i first got it the first thing i did obviously was watch the mandalorian you know mm-hmm. and then i um i went and i started watching like all the movies that i hadn't seen yeah but now it just feels like so much that I'm really not going on Disney Plus. All oh, it's day. too much. It might be not that it's too, too much. Yeah, but like it, it just feels like I now have everything, and I don't feel a need like I'm rushed to see everything. Sure. So I just I've been spending a lot more time on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Well, I think what you realize with these streaming services, you know, content libraries are important. They're valuable, and the Disney yeah. one is beyond you know, a reproach or approach. Like nobody has the content that they have. I'm assuming Um, you have the, the big bundle. No, no, I, I got, I bought uh, three years of Disney plus for like three bucks a month. Okay. And that's just the basic. Yeah. I ended up paying, uh, yeah, like 90 bucks for three years. Nice. Um, so we've got it for the next three years, but, uh, but when I go on, um, I am, pleased with everything that's available to me content wise but yeah. i'm not necessarily going there to watch bed knobs and broomsticks you know what i mean like i'm not yeah. going there to watch 
um, you know, whatever the shaggy DA or, you know, just these crazy, you know, Apple dumpling gang, like the flight of the navigator, class, you yeah. know, uh, just these 20,000 cl- leagues under the sea or just Swiss these classics, Family Robinson. Right. Like, and you look at it and you go, Oh, I love that. But I have, I have watched some of that stuff, you know, yeah. just because it's there. But what I'm going there for is the new stuff. And that's because that's my mindset. It has a lot to do with, uh, my job and what I do, uh, you know, yeah. new content is more, uh, people are more interested in it, more interested in hearing opinions on it. Well, we're not going to do a Sift Quest on bed or a, a Sift Spoil on bed knobs and broomsticks. There's a place for a podcast like that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's a place for a podcast that, not that ours. <laughs> you know, scratches the, the, uh, nostalgia. the nostalgia itch of all the stuff that's on there. But I think what you start to realize is original content is where it's at now yeah. there is more than just mandalorian for me i am loving encore on I disney knew plus you were gonna love encore um i i as soon as a new one's out i, I watch it before i watch the new mandalorian really? that's how much i love it uh but but that you know again the musical thing it's, uh, it's I was gonna say, scr- scratches an itch for me <laughs> as soon as i saw like i was like ooh, kristen wig has a new show and then i read what it was about I'm like kristen bell but, what yeah, did i say kristen wig yeah definitely not her yeah kristen bell as soon as i saw it, i'm like ooh, what's this show and then I read the premise and I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know what what I wasn't expecting from it that I love is how awkward it is. Like it's you know, just the awkwardness of high school reunions in general. Now you gotta sing it's with that them. every you know, it's that every week. It's a different kind of hey, haven't seen you in twenty years. Remember that one time we made out behind the bleachers? You know, yeah. like that whole thing. And it's it add to that, it's adults kind of going back into their youth and performing. <laughs> oh, Oklahoma. These, yeah. So the last one was Sound of Music. And, uh, you know, these 40-year-olds are playing the Von Trapp children. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, but it's fascinating to me. Um, so, and there is that, there's that part of, that happens with a lot of stuff. There's that part of where it's like, uh, you know, I want to do this. You know, I would love to, you know, hang out with my old eyes. So there's that, um you know, wish fulfillment part yeah. of it um, that seems fascinating. Now, the thing about so. that, I really want. Is it Lily, the youngest one, who's the Von Trap? The youngest. I don't remember. Yeah. But I just, just in my head, I don't know why, but I wanted her to end up being a chain smoker. So when she came back, <laughs> so long, farewell, goodbye. Bye. It's it's so bad some of the singing is so bad like you can tell yeah. these are not professionals yeah um and and so who are they performing for are they friends ch- family and then also the community okay so, and it's a pretty packed out house you know when they when they perform so okay so yeah so i like that show i didn't quite i i, I dug the jeff goldblum show but not enough to really go so, back to it he's just a weird dude he is and he can make anything like curiously fun. Like I yeah. watched the sneaker episode, which is the first episode yeah. and it, it was fun, but I, I'm not, I'm not excited to, to see more uh, of that. No, show. it's like an appetizer in between your big events. Like, Ooh, yeah. there's a new Mandalorian. Oh, I got nothing to watch yeah. for three days. I'll throw on the Jeff Goldblum or world. Is it the world according to Jeff? Yes. Goldblum? World according. It's yeah. a national geographic property yeah. it's in that section of the the disney plus i'll tell you what i have been watching since i did get the bundle mm-hmm. i've been going to espn i've been catching up on all my 30 for 30s oh, that's yeah. re- that's really like out of all the disney content i watched the most the 30 for 30s is really where i'm uh i'm spending a lot of my time yeah yeah i i get that actually that that would be uh that would be a lot of fun they they put some really good docs uh, oh, yeah. out on ESPN. Um, there's an Im- Imagineering show that I find interesting. Speaking of kind of documentaries, it, it kind of documents Walt Disney's uh, different ideas in creating the theme parks and oh, different okay. things and um, some kind of the fun stuff that they did. That's been a fun, you know, new series. Uh, other than that, it's nice to have a place where all that content is, 4k hdr just ready to look gorgeous on my television the fact that i could do a star wars marathon and every single movie is in 4k hdr like that's i should say everyone except for last jedi which isn't on there yet i think it'll be on there in a couple months but yeah they have a licensing deal still with netflix Netflix. so there are some of the more recent like incredibles 2 isn't on there yet you know just some of the more recent movies have to kind of outlive the the licensing deal with netflix uh if you have what was the first marvel movie you went back and watched the first Marvel, like after you got Disney Plus, like did you go? Well, I back? fired up Endgame. Endgame, to, that's yeah. the very first one you watched. Yeah, to see Endgame. Nice. But, 
But yeah. I watched the original Thor. Oh. Yeah. I I, I like it. <laughs> he loves those um, Dutch angles, that's for sure. Now, here's the uh, other part of this. Mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus is all original content. Like, yes. They don't have a content library, you yeah. know? Uh, so, Morning Show is great. Uh, I'm one episode from finishing the Shyamalan show. Uh, Shyamalan which, Ding Dong show? Which doesn't technically come out for another four days. Yeah. Um, I, I should mention it just in case. You got the uh, press pass. Yeah, they sent me the, the press link. That's why I've, I've been able to see this stuff. Uh, not really interested enough in the others to take time for them, though. The only one I kind of was was the moon landing one, the alternate moon oh, yeah. landing history. But I just haven't taken time for it. Uh, see... You're starting to pique my curiosity, but I'm digging it, man. I just I don't know. It just it didn't appeal to me. It didn't seem to appeal to me. Yeah. Um, so you know, if I had Apple TV Plus service, yeah, I don't know that I'd ever turn it on. Like, really? Yeah. Like what what am I going there for? I guess because I'm loving C so much and the morning show. That's you, if you get two good shows yeah, on a network sure, for me, I'll, sure. I'll tune in. Sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, once those shows are done, if if they're like one and done's or if there's going to be more seasons, um, I don't know if I would re-up my uh, Apple subscription. That's another thing we should mention. You got a press sc- er, link for free. Yeah. And I got a year for free because I bought an Apple product. I guess my I wonder iPhone. how many people are actually paying for the service. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I mean, it's the thing, like, after, Because like, Disney released their numbers. They said first day, 10 million people signed up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I think Netflix, last I heard, was at, like, 140. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's... It's fascinating. It'll be fascinating to see. You know, we've got next year. We've got the HBO, the new HBO service, uh, HBO Max. I think is what yeah, they're calling it. Which it, will have. Um, well, it'll have, it'll have all the Turner stuff. You yeah. know, all the uh, uh, Warner Turner stuff in DC Universe. That's the big right. one. That Warner was, yeah. Turner DC, all that stuff. You know that they own, and then the Peacock, the Universal uh, one, which I won't get. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be fascinating to see kind of how this all shakes down. I. I can't imagine the Peacock has much of a chance. The only thing I would think about the Peacock is, again, they've got a huge content library, right? Like Universal has been making movies for a long time. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating. But uh, but for now, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I like it. It's the way TV should be now. It's the way I've interacted with TV for years. Although so, I, I did crunch the numbers or crunch the numbers. I, I, I did addition. <laughs> um <laughs> I think I'm paying just as much as I did for, you know, like a... Uh, How much do you uh, want to be paying? Like, what would be the number? I'm paying like f- over 50 a month now. Sure. But what would be the number if somebody said, hey, every piece of content, visual content that's made, yeah, you're going to have access to it. Everything? Everything. What would be the number that you would be willing to pay for that? 80. Mine, yeah, mine's a hundred. Mine's ninety nine. I yeah. give you ninety nine bucks a month, and I just For know literally everything. Just know if somebody's making it, I can watch it. Yeah, right. So when you piece them together, we're getting you know, close we're getting to close. pretty much everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It might it might work out to be about that. But yeah. um And you know, whenever you think of like a a dish subscription, just picking that one um it's all pretty much like you get to you have to watch it like either when it airs or after it airs you Mm -hmm. record it whereas like this the library is there with you forever you can watch anything on that library yeah so i guess it does have that benefit as well so take that tivo Well, thank you for the question. We appreciate it. If you have a SIF quest that you would like to send us on, just hit us up. Feedback at SIFPOP.com. We would love to answer your question. It can be about anything. Just let us know. Feedback at SIFPOP.com. All right. Let's finish it out with our buried treasure, Andrew. Uh, yeah. Who goes first? I'll let you go first. Uh, Netflix sent me out to L.A. again. Yeah, they did. Uh, to see The Two Popes. And it also will be in my top five movies of the year, probably. Oh, Anthony uh, Hopkins. This movie is such... A Dicer movie. <laughs> like, this it's is a musical? <laughs> yes, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> uh, no, in this case, what I mean by that is the way that it wrestles with issues of religion, philosophy, um, the idea of uh, the Catholic Church, uh, understanding, uh, you know, uh, 
instead of uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of hard to put into words, but these two popes arguing over what the church should be to people. Should it be, uh, you know, a, a place that excludes people because of what they believe or should yeah. it be a place that uh, feeds people and, you know, clothes people? And yeah. I think, you know, where I land on all of this stuff yeah. uh, and pretty much what I, I power heard. to the power. Yeah. So <laughs> not the people. Yeah. So it's fa- it's fascinating to watch, and it's also fascinating because of how um, I don't know, kind of the peek into the Catholic system of choosing the Pope. I found interesting and fascinating. The performances, uh, Anthony Hopkins, of course, is amazing. He's great in this. Yeah. Jonathan Price is also amazing in this. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. It's really resonated. Now, with are, me. I rarely know, or I barely know anything about this. Are, mm-hmm. Is it based on like a? a Actual historical oh, yes. popes, yes, yes, so hundred percent. Okay, yeah, because I know um, jo, uh, who's our current pope right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, but uh, I know that the uh, the pope before, but it's him, the one that Jonathan, yeah, Price is is playing. Yeah, and Anthony Hopkins is playing the one before him. Yeah, because I th- I know the one that Anthony Hopkins is the only pope to ever retire. Yes, and they talk, and that's in the movie. They talk about it in the movie, and it kind of. Um, it, I, I don't want to give a ton away, even though it's kind of historical fact, yeah. but it's it's fun, interesting, I should say. Fun is fine to experience it and, and kind of get a look into, you know, these men and, and kind of what they were thinking and what they were going through. And you really do get the sense, I guess I'll just give away this, but you really do get, get the sense that the former pope retired because he realized his view on things was not helping the church. Yeah. And there also was the scandal part of it as well the that was Nazi weighing on him thing. Uh, as well well i think more with priests abusing children and you know hiding and covering it up oh, and yeah. just putting them in new parishes instead of actually dealing with you know that kind yeah. of stuff um so yeah man the movie's good movie's really good two popes the the director by the way whose name is slipping my mind but the same guy that direct um directed uh, children of god um oh uh wait children of god or city of god city of god sorry okay. sorry 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 yeah that's um i know that i should know that. i got i i should know it too because i stood there and talked to him for like 15 minutes uh and it was one yeah, of the greatest fernando conversations. morales yes yes um really enjoyed that conversation he is very passionate about what he does here's here's the thing i haven't said about the two popes that i want to make sure you hear me say it is hilarious this really? is a really funny movie now you would intentionally funny yes okay. intentionally funny uh great sense of humor here and the humor feeds the story so well so um yeah i i, I wanted to make sure i mentioned that because you can look at a movie like this and a lot of times feel Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's great, but I'm just going to sit there and hear philosophy and, you know, but man, this is, it's really well done all around. Pope Benedict and Pope Francis. Correct. Which are not their real names. They're their Pope names. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Right. Which I found was interesting. You get a new name when you become that's Pope. Right. Yeah. That's right. You do. They should do that with presidents. <laughs> <laughs> you have a few ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you got, Andrew? Uh, I think I may have had this as a buried treasure before, but if it, I did, it was a while ago. It's a game that came out in 2018, and um, I recently just started replaying it, and it's reinforcing what I believe about it. And the game is God of War. Mm. Um, this um, it's an it's an old franchise going back to the original PlayStation. Um, if you don't know what it's about, it's about a man named Kratos, who chal- he it all takes place within the Greek pantheon of mythology. Um, he eventually kills Ares, and he becomes the new god of war. And then throughout the saga, he eventually kills the entire Greek pantheon, Zeus, everybody. But this new game, which is still called God of War, not God of War 4... Um, he uh, he leaves Greece and he goes to Scandinavia and he starts a family. He just wants to live his own life. But then the Norse gods find out that he's there. And it's it sounds like it's a pretty, you know, outlandish and extreme game. This might be narratively the best story in a game ever because this entire game is about a father and a son trying to understand one another Mm -hmm. and it's about his new son atreus and him having to bury 
or spread the ashes of the mother. The game starts with them burning their mother, which we never meet. And it's all about them taking her ashes to where she wanted them uh, spread. And just how this game is like from where it starts with your relationship between Kratos and Atreus and how they don't know each other really and they don't, you know, even like each other to where the game ends. Narratively, this is like Oscar-worthy storytelling and I'm not exaggerating there. It's it's phenomenal. It is literally in like the top great top greatest games ever made. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very bloody though. I heard great things. Not a gamer, so yeah. I haven't checked it out. Yeah. But um but yeah. I think you would only need to like get a synopsis of like the other God of War games before you jump into this one because this one barely deals with uh what happens before. So you can pick it up pretty easily. Yeah, and you can follow as long as you understand that Kratos was the Greek god of war. That's all you need to understand. That's all you need to know. And that he left. Very nice. Yep. Well, there you go. We did it, man. Yeah, we did. We went into the unknown and came back with a podcast. Yeah, we did. It happened. We we rode that trolley all the way around. <laughs> ding, ding. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for thank, hanging out. Thank you, buddy. Uh, big thanks to producer Phil. Thanks, Phil. Now in the we other room. <laughs> uh, appreciate Phil doing all he does as well. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support yeah. starts at three bucks a month. You get access to every bonus episode. I think we're going to talk about some nostalgia for our bonus episode uh, this week. So, um, But you can hear all those bonus episodes as well as some other fun perks uh, by becoming a Sif Pop member. Find out more at patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to comment, rate, leave a review at Apple Podcasts, or you can email us feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably like the show too so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than riding a literal seahorse uh we will be uh doing we'll go ahead and do some spoilers if you want to um do you think there's really anything we could no i'm good maybe maybe we don't um but we will we're going to record a uh, knives out podcast uh for our thanksgiving episode so we will see you next week for that bye As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.